everybody. Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello. Welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And we can both listen to the organ music now. Katie got a new microphone. I got a new microphone, you guys. So I'm hoping that it comes across as such. And I'm hoping you can hear me clearer. So, yes. (laughs) There's that. And... This is officially, well, are we counting the mini episodes? Well, yes, if we count those, and this is a, episode number 17. Yes. Right? In, yeah, I think this is our yeah our 16th regular episode, but including the mini, it'd be the 17th one. Which, if you guys did not listen to the mini episode, please do, because you get to hear Katie's lovely voice recording. You're for too kind. Minutes. You're too kind. It's delightful. <laughs> Um, also, it's a really amazing and empowering and inspiring and courageous story from one of our listeners, and yeah, I, I love it. I listened to it at work, and it was just kind of like, whoa, that's yeah. really powerful. So, yeah, those stories are incredible. Listen. Yes, they're amazing. If you guys have any, like, please like keep sending them in, and if you're not ready to share them on your own and you want some help and you want us to share them we are more than happy um and it's really inspiring for us like that one was quite whew, it was an intense one and I actually couldn't even finish reading the the story myself I had to take a break because I was like whoa right this is, this is a lot and I just felt all the feelings for this lovely person who said submitted it in but um, yeah, it was really great, and we love hearing these stories, and so keep sending them. And also, Katie did a great job. I mean, if you guys ever look at the social media, let me just go ahead and clear this up. <laughs> I, along with not doing research, I also don't post or do any shit on social media. So thank Katie for actually, like, doing <laughs> all the things and posting the stories and being amazing. But, yeah, we got a lot of incredible interaction from the last stories we posted we did yeah I love we both love seeing those and Sarah does help she helps and she has awesome ideas so it's not just me (laughs) yeah but I don't implement them so just so people know because I think some of my friends are like oh I saw social media that you did that I'm like I didn't post that sorry (laughs) I'm like completely useless so So now if I post anything if I post anything super inappropriate now, I can't blame it on Sarah because she's officially made it known. <laughs> oh, shit. That's true. Well, you can still, and then I'll just say, like, that one time I actually did something on social media. So You'll you take the fall. Up. If there's something highly inappropriate, it's it's me. Whatever. So <laughs> it could be me. Who knows? If there's, if there's someone talking about swamp crotch or sex. <laughs> Or anything inappropriate, you are sure to know it's me. Hashtag swamp crotch. But oh, so our episode is Halloween themed because I fucking love Halloween. I do too. Is it's I think my favorite holiday. Well, Thanksgiving is also really close up in there because it has a lot of good food, but I. I love Halloween. Me too. I feel like Halloween for Americans just marks like the beginning of fall and we have all these classic movies that we watch and like my European friends just don't really understand like why I'm obsessed with Halloween because it's just not a big deal here. Not as much as it is in like North America, but like for us, like the whole month of October is Halloween. Like, you know, fucking Hocus Pocus starts playing on day one, you know, like which I've already watched, listeners, twice in the I, month of October. I love I, Hocus Pocus. It's my favorite Halloween movie. Me too. And <laughs> you remember all the, like, Disney movies that would come out, like Halloween Town? Yes, and, like, yes, yes. They're so good. I'm already. So sorry for European friends, but, like, you just need to understand that this is such a great holiday. Yes. It really is. So... To kind of celebrate Halloween right now, we're going to talk about the devil and hell. (laughs) Which, okay, so before we even get started on this topic, which I think is really fascinating, I do have to give fair warning that even though I'm not Mormon anymore, I still get so scared about this topic and like... (laughs) 
It's an issue. Like, I was talking to my friend about it the other day, and he's like, but do you actually, like, believe in that stuff? And I was like, I don't, but I still get really scared when, like, people talk about it. And I think it's, like, the old Mormon in me is thinking that it's true, and I, like, freak myself out. Like, I get so scared when I think about it. No, and I think that's a good... So, won't sleep up night. That's, oh, (laughs) but I think it's, it's important that we talk about it, because I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you in that they logically know that it's not real, but they're still frightened by it. And I think maybe talking about it a little more will help alleviate some of those fears and um, kind of where they came from, probably ingrained in Mm -hmm. you in religion. Yeah, I hope so. Because, like, I am so impressed with people who just don't get scared at all about it. And me, it's like... I don't know, I get, and, and it's, like, dark right now, and I'm already, like, it's scary. <laughs> the devil won't I get you, I promise. I promise. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> we, we say a blessing over this podcast. It shall protect us. <laughs> really. Oh, this episode I'm really excited about, though, too, because I, I also want to, our show, I can't speak today, um, Okay, so basically, I'm just kind of jumping in right ahead. Like, Katie, if you have, like, points you want to talk about before, please let me know, because hashtag didn't prepare as usual. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, this episode, I've actually been thinking about it a lot, and the same friend and I, we had this conversation where he's like, but do you actually think that, like, you get possessed and stuff? And I was like, I don't know, because then I was like, how do you explain these stories of people who do get possessed, like... And, like, you see it or you witness it or you have someone who witnessed it. And he, his explanation was that he thinks it's a mental, like, an episode of just, like, some type of mental imbalance or mental something that happens to triggers it for just a few seconds. But it's nothing to do with being possessed. Yes. And I've um, never even considered that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I I agree with your friend because I think there's lots of things, too, that could go into those quote-unquote possessions it because it could be a mental state of of many different varieties but it also could be something physical is actually happening to them maybe um you know like with, with epilepsy or a seizure and there also could be things that happen that you know the brain can play tricks on itself and make you think that you're seeing or hearing or experiencing things that are not actually happening in reality, but they are real in your brain. So I think there's a lot of things that can go into it, and not every single experience would be the same, but there's lots of things that can be scientifically said for these possessions where, you know, that make a lot more sense than actual demons entering someone's body. Oh my God, that makes me feel much better, because like when he was explaining it, I was a little like, I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know. But now, like, having you say the same thing, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you can think of it this way. It's kind of like maybe there is something that happens to a certain person that maybe we can't explain what exactly it is. But at the same time, it's kind of difficult and not really logical to make the leap to say that it was automatically a demon. You know, it, that it, just because maybe you can't prove exactly what happened to them doesn't always mean that it's something supernatural. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, so that's, I think that kind of helped me when I was <laughs> struggling with the fears of <laughs> hell or demons or evil spirits or whatever people call it. Um, just yeah, trying to research spirit. about what it could actually be in, in the natural world kind of helped me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, oh God, there's so many things that I, like, my brain's, like, going full, full-fledged right now, or I'm just like, oh, this, and this, <laughs> but, like, also, like, yeah, as Mormons call it evil spirits, but then they also say that, like, you know, if the, the people who have left the church are technically possessed by demons, and I know we've talked about this before, like, in other episodes where, like, you and I joked about, you know, who, <laughs> what kind of devil or <laughs> demon possessed us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, like, crazy. So, like, they have all different levels. They have, like, this, you know, they call evil spirits, but then they also have, like, this idea of Satan or the devil or whatnot and, like, influencing you. And also this, this, uh, I have a, a, oh, man. Basically, a friend of mine also asked this question, like, because 
he was saying that, like, oh, do you think that, like, I am Satan, that, like, I'm influencing you because I don't believe in a God or anything like that. And I was like, whoa. It kind of took me a, a, a second to respond because I was like, of course I don't believe in Mormonism anymore. But, like, I hadn't really thought about the whole aspect of not believing in Satan or, like, not not no longer believing that someone who doesn't believe in a God or who is atheist or whatever and being friends with them, like, do I still think that they are an evil spirit or who are, are like possessed by an evil spirit or like some form of Satan or whatever. And like, it took me a while to answer like, no, I don't. Like, yeah. I, don't, I do like, I don't know. It's just like, it's interesting. Cause as a Mormon, you're always taught that like, yeah, that these people who say that they don't believe in a God are possessed in some way or it's like Satan influencing them. So by default, it's like vicariously through Satan. It's like, yeah, his helper or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's been, you know, smashed into our brains ever since we were babies being told that anything that is opposing or not believing in the church is of Satan. And so that does include all of your friends and family members and loved ones who don't believe in it. They are, in Mormonism, technically being swayed and, you know, quote-unquote possessed by Satan or a demon or whatever. Oh, that's That's so so crazy. Um, I thought it might be interesting to tell the listeners, if they aren't Mormon, a little bit about Satan in... Mormonism and who he is in Mormonism because it's different than in Christianity. Um, Ooh, this is why Katie does a research <laughs> instructor because that's a good point, and I didn't even think about that. But yes, and also I think it'd be cool. I'm sure you've already thought of this, but I think it'd be cool if you explained the whole concept of hell and Mormon, like outer darkness. Yes, like they don't call it hell; they call it outer darkness. Yes. So, in Mormonism. It all begins, there's a pre-existence where all of us had, we were our spirit selves in heaven with God, and God has a physical body like us, is what they think, and God had sons, Jesus and Lucifer, and God was asking them about if they had a plan for what to do with this earth he was going to create and how to deal with all of our spirits. And Lucifer said, I will go down to that earth and they can follow me and I will show them the right way, but they don't get to choose. They don't have free agency. They just have to choose me and the glory will go to me. And then Jesus said, "Um, no, I have a better plan. I will go down there and I will sacrifice myself and show them the way to righteousness and the glory will be to God, uh, to my Father in heaven, Heavenly Father. And God liked that plan the best and did not like Lucifer's plan. So uh, there was a war in heaven, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. over it. And a third of the spirit, the spirits up there decided to follow Satan a and, third of the host of heaven, right? Yes, a third of the say. host of heaven decided to follow Lucifer, who became Satan because his plan was, you know, God didn't approve of his plan. So he he became condemned and was Satan, and they had this big war, and um, Satan and his followers were cast out of heaven after the war because whatever, I don't know. Jesus' side won. <laughs> and um, so then... They, they were cast to a place called Outer Darkness, which is basically hell, where it's just full of demons and Satan's plan, and no one really ever talks about what is exactly there. It's not depicted really in any visual way, but um, that's where they are, and then they can also infiltrate us on Earth and try to influence us, because supposedly our spirits are the spirits that wanted to follow Jesus, and that's why we're here. (laughs) Yep, and to even go further than that, like, with the whole influencing thing, like, that's when, like, basically they say that if you start to research outside the church, that 
the only reason why you'll think this stuff is true or like everything that's anti-Mormon on the internet on anywhere is like from these evil spirits or like the third of the hosts of heaven who are like trying to who are kicked out who are trying to bring them bring you down to their level bring you to the dark side yeah (laughs) yeah because they're like miserable and they want you to be with them too and yes and in mormonism there's a really interesting structure of heaven so there's three levels of quote-unquote heaven in mormonism the celestial kingdom is the highest kingdom and that's the one where you go and that's where god is and where you get this supposed pure joy and bliss in your own planet or whatever <laughs> that's where celestial jesus lives. celestial jesus yeah and that's where all <laughs> the good celestial sex happens <laughs> with all the polygamy and stuff and then uh the next one down is the is it the telestial kingdom that's next Terrestrial. Terrestrial is. I remembered this as a good Molly Mormon. How? Terrestrial has an L, and that would be lowest. Oh, okay, okay. So in the middle there, in the middle kingdom, it's terrestrial, and that is a place where people who are good but didn't know about Mormonism or didn't get baptized into Mormonism, but were still good people. That's where they go, but. They don't get to live with God. God doesn't. That God doesn't see them there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just Jesus. Well, yes. Still Jesus jumps down. Jesus. Jesus will visit you there occasionally, but you don't get all the cool perks of being no. in the celestial kingdom. And if your family's in the celestial kingdom and you're in the terrestrial, um, I don't know what to tell you. That you're out of luck. You are shit out of luck. Yes. And then the celestial kingdom is the lowest one, and apparently. That's where pretty much everyone else goes. I've heard it even said that people have been told that possibly Hitler could be in that kingdom because... What the fuck? Yeah, they say that that's where... So you'll go there even if if you're a bad person or if you've, I don't know, done some bad things. You can go there and it's called you're in spirit prison until the second coming and then you can repent of your sins and... That's why people do temple work for the dead is so that these people can choose to accept the temple work and um, be, you know, forgiven of their sins. But it's, I've, I've heard it said that that's also kind of a level of hell. It's all, it's not as bad as outer darkness hell where there's demons and Satan, but it's, it's still pretty bad. It's kind of like living in a shitty neighborhood and you're struggling. You know, I also was told multiple times growing up in the church that Telestial was basically Earth. Like, it's it's life right yes, now. Yes, yes. I've, so I've heard that too. it's not like it's this hell that we think of, but the, but Mormons have explained it to me, especially growing up, that, like, Telestial is essentially Earth right now. So, like, you just don't ever progress from this, and that's supposed to be, like, ultimate not ultimate, but, like, a form of hell because, like, you know that there's something greater and yes. bigger that you can just never get, and but it's just life right now, which I'm all like, well, shit, I'm enjoying life right I now. I know, I love this place. And the difference <laughs> is that it's not all elitist saying, you know, exactly. oh, sorry, you can't come up to the Celestial Kingdom. You can't come up to our fancy golf club. Like, you have to stay down there in the slums. Like, no. What? If, if Telestial is heaven on earth, but without Mormons, and like... You know, <laughs> I know, get rid of the Mormons, right? Get but rid of it. without this whole idea of organized religion, maybe that's what I should say. Not not Mormons, but organized religion. Well, then that's my personal heaven. I like, know. that's great. I'm, I'm with ya. I'm with ya. Um, and I, I was trying to find out where apostates like you and I supposedly go it's people oh, who outer darkness. yeah uh, yeah that's what I thought um so when you have been a member of the church and you decide to leave and you decide to reject Christ as they say um then that's when you go live with the demons and Satan and you're tortured essentially well, which is interesting and- because because the the people who are murderers and rapists can just go live in the celestial kingdom, but it's worse <laughs> to deny the church, right? 
Am well, I getting exactly. that? Exactly. And also, like, to even go further with that, like, it's the whole. So, okay, listeners, so because Katie did not go through the temple and take out endowments and whatever, she would technically have a better hell than I would. Like, I am like. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you broke that. Even outer darkness because it's called. So, the worst sin that you could commit in the Mormon church is denying the Holy Ghost. Like, that's number one. And what constitutes that is like you you basically witness some like the truth or like a sacred truth. So like an angel visits you or you go through the temple and receive your endowments. And then after going through all of that, you decide to leave or reject the truth. And I'm doing air quotes around truth. Right. And because I went through the temple and I took out endowments and I did the highest level of like learning these crazy rituals and ceremonies and then I've decided to leave and talk about them, I am, like, worse than Hitler. I'm, like, the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that blows my mind that that is a thing yeah. and that people support that because, oh, makes no sense. Absolutely no I sense. I know. It's insane. Like, it's really – and that's why they put so much pressure on you. And, like, I was freaking out. And I still occasionally have these moments and, like – I've talked to friends about it where, like, I mean, just two weeks ago, listeners, I'm about to get real personal with you, <laughs> but I was, like, having a mental breakdown because my life was, like, really stressful and just from, like, a lot of changes happening, and I went into that mentality of, like, these old Mormon doctrines where I started, like, I was, like, crying, and I was just, like, you know, it's because, like, I'm, I'm being cursed, right? Like, I rejected the truth, and, like... God is cursing me right now because I'm like take like basically you know talking about all these things I've turned my back on the church and like and I started to think that I wasn't deserve like I wasn't worthy of happiness because of that and that's crazy to me that after almost two years of leaving the Mormon church when shit you know happens like that just life which is all it is it's just life when it happens my first mentality is like God's cursing me, and I don't deserve happiness because I left the church and because I'm denying the Holy Ghost. Oh, uh, yeah. When you yeah. when you told me that a couple weeks ago, I remember yeah. I just felt my stomach. I felt so sick for you because I understand that feeling because that happened to me a long, you know, a while ago when I was leaving. And even when I, you know, you can logically say you don't believe it, but getting through that fear of, oh, what if I am cursed? And what if they were right? And um, yeah. what if the Satan really has confused me? And I know those fears, and I bet a lot of our listeners do too. But something that really struck me when you said that is that when you listen to those words, when you say, God must be cursing me, or um, God is forsaken me, or whatever the, those thoughts you have are, I, it's fascinating to me because that's what we're taught. But what kind of a God is that? A God that would purposely curse someone for simply living their life to the best of their ability and being truthful. Um, Oh, yeah. And that kind of God is a, if that's really what God is like, um, I wouldn't want to worship that God because that is that's horrible that's awful that's not a way to treat supposedly your beloved spirit children you know to make them afraid and to not protect them from supposedly if satan is real you know you just let satan loose on these poor little people (laughs) um so that's something that stuck out to me about that exactly kind of what you just said that that just that just made like my head kind of explode that comparison I never really thought of but you know in the Mormon church they refer to God as Heavenly Father and we're his heavenly children and just making that comparison to parents you know like if if a child like decides that they don't want to do what you taught them to do like you're not going to curse them or make their life hell like you're still going to love and support them as any good parent would do right like you wouldn't just be like I'm going to make your life hell and I'm going to like curse you for leaving the church and I'm not going to give you any support and I'm going to tell you that your life is horrible even though I know that you're happy but I'm just going to tell you no because you don't believe exactly as I think like yeah no decent or good parent would ever do something like that no no and if we're comparing if mormons are comparing god to a father like a heavenly father then wow 
wow, I can't believe I never thought about that as a Mormon. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's just your brain is so clo- closed off to that way of thinking. It, I never realized it either when I was a Mormon. And even just thinking about the idea that, that our parents or someone's parents or um, parents of someone who's left the church could even think for a second that their child is going to outer darkness and can likely be punished for the rest of their life, their, for eternity, if that's what they believe. I don't know how you could settle that in your mind with saying that God is a just and righteous being if he's going to allow uh, supposedly his spirit children to suffer for eternity just simply for not believing in his specific doctrine. That makes absolutely no moral sense to me. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely mental. I know. And it's just like this idea of like, so Mormons are really good at like, and most religions too, I wouldn't even just, you know, specify it to, to just Mormons, but like in any type of Christian religion or otherwise, just any type of organized religion, it's this idea of shame and guilt, but then you throw in this extra element of, of fear. Yes. And that just like tops it all, you know, like I, I was really, really scared. And I still, as you guys just heard me say just a few weeks ago, I still have this fear that like I'm going to hell or that like, you know, I, oh shit, like maybe, maybe the Mormon church is right. And like, I just, I just, I'm going through a phase or I just like question or put my entire like salvation in jeopardy because I decided to leave. You know what I mean? Like it's just all this stuff where I think like if I died right now, where would I go? Like what will happen to me? Like, am I going to go to outer darkness? Like blah, blah, blah. Is that real? It's just like a crazy you know, something interesting to think about, too, is that, so yeah, the idea of hell can be scary, and if it's real, that that would be very unfortunate, but um, there's so many different religions and so many different hells for each of those religions. So you've probably, and many of our listeners probably, have never been afraid of, say, the Hindu version of hell which is super torturous and you live you we all could possibly if you're not hindu if their if their version of hell is real we could all possibly be going to that hell but we don't worry about that one you're worried about the one that you've been indoctrinated with and the one that's most present in your your certain culture or society so you know in the u.s of course it's the christian version of hell mostly and so that's a really interesting to think about is that it's likely that none of them are real, but if one of them is, probably a lot of people are going to end up in it because they're not following that specific religion. So it's all... Oh, it, shit. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting uh-huh. to me. Yeah. Well, uh, Or, I mean, even think about that, too, like reincarnation, you know? Exactly. Like, what is- Mm-hmm. that's the actual truth and like we come back as like and the thing is like yeah kind of going back to this whole idea of like feeling cursed or whatever and like not going to heaven or like your life is turning out shitty because of being like you feel like you're being cursed but like at the end of the day it's all about just being a good person a good human being and that has nothing to do with their religion like nothing at all exactly you know, if it is all about, if reincarnation is correct, then isn't that good? Because isn't it all about, like, karma and being, like, good and, like, a decent human being? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it depends on if you follow a specific religion. But, yeah, most for the most part, yeah, karma, if you have good karma, you could return as something cool. I <laughs> don't uh, no. Yeah. Um, so, should we read some of the responses that people sent us about what they thought hell was like yes so listeners if you follow us on instagram you might have seen um we asked you guys what you pictured hell to be especially when you were a believer and the responses were so interesting huh oh they were so good oh my gosh I was just telling katie i was traveling yesterday so i didn't get a chance to to look at them and then before this podcast I just open it and I was like whoa they're so good they're so, so good um yeah I can just read some of them I have them up here 
So we have being alone for eternity in a place of emptiness. Ooh, that's a deep one. Sounds horrible. Uh, someone else said aloneness. I think al- being alone is a, is a common theme. Um, something out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I like this one. BYU campus. <laughs> Lord, tell me about it. Sarah knows. Sarah knows that. I know firsthand. Um, lonely without the people I loved, and I believed anything but the celestial kingdom would be hell. And I can relate to that one because really in the celestial kingdom, that's the only place where God is. So wouldn't everywhere else kind of be hell in a way? I uh, guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one's good. A never ending fast and testimony meeting. That's hell. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. That, that really is hell. Like, oh. oh, those are the worst. And people get up there and just recite the same thing over and over and over about how they believe. Ugh. Or listen, you got those folks who get up there and not only repeat the same shit, but they get up there and they tell you their life story. And it's like, yeah. Please yeah. get down. Like, no one needs to know about all this shit. Like, just get down. Cring- get down. Cringy, right? <laughs> it's so cringy. Ugh. Um, yeah, so then someone else said, darkness, red, fire. Um life without family which that's another big one that you're separated from your family members that's a big thing in mormonism that fear that you won't be with them um just a dark sad lonely place i always imagined outer darkness as literal darkness that makes sense um this yeah this person said i imagined that it looked a lot like earth but we'd be overcome with shame and guilt so yeah, kind of like what you said earlier, Sarah. Ooh, can I just pause that? Sorry, while my brain is working. This is sorry, listeners. I've been watching Big Mouth. Oh my gosh! TV I just on Netflix. I just finished the second season. Okay. Oh my god! Do you not love how they have a shame with? Oh my gosh! I love it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I just okay, listeners. If you haven't watched it, like it, it's like anyways, just watch it for the, especially the second season because they have this character called the Shame Wizard. Who, like, basically shames these kids when they masturbate or they think that they're being pervy or whatever. And it, like, it totally triggered all those feelings that I had when I used to masturbate. Or, like, you know, like, even the first time having sex or whatever, I was like, oh, shame. Like, oh. And basically it's just saying that, like, obviously you shouldn't have shame and that blah, blah, blah. But anyways, it made me think of that. Or I was like, whoa, like, this is a thing that people... It's not even in just religion, but just, like, in culture because yes. of religion, I guess. Yes, like, 100%. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. Anyways. Yeah, no, that was a good one. That was good. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Where was I? Oh, this person said, the hell from Treehouse of Horror episodes of The Simpsons, fire and brimstone, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I love those episodes. My favorite one is when Homer goes to hell and they're like, for punishment, we will feed you infinite amount of donuts. And he's just like, no, no, no. Like, nom. he never gets full. And they're like, okay, we have to change it up. <laughs> we have a problem. Yeah. And then there's, like, Hitler, who you see in the corner, who's getting shoved pineapples up his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, those used to be our favorite episodes growing up with Treehouse Horror. Or, what is it? Tree Treehouse House? of Horror, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Okay, so then this person said, still pretty nice. It's still a kingdom unless you mean outer darkness. It's like living in a scary neighborhood. So I guess they were talking about the Telestial Kingdom. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah. And then... I imagine something like a dark, silent room, like solitary confi- confinement. That's freaking terrifying to me. Ugh. Um, what else? Okay, we have a couple others. Dark, lonely, and hopeless. Hot and suffocating. Um, like being on Earth, but very scary, painful, and sad. So, those were just some of the ones I screenshotted, but, um, yeah, the... I, I loved the mix of those answers, how they're really relatable. Um, some of them really sad, and some of them were hilarious. So thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for sending them. That was really cool. Like, 
I, yeah, like, we got a lot of engagement and a lot of people are responding, which is cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Um, One other thing I was going to ask you that something that I just recently, it's probably been within the last couple of years that I've been able to get over is watching scary movies and not being afraid and not thinking that I'm going to see a demon that night or something. I just recently gotten over that, even though I haven't believed. um, It's funny how that was so ingrained in me, but I, I can't tell you enough how I am so grateful I don't feel that anymore. And that's one of the big benefits of not being religious to me anymore is not having that fear of the devil after I watch a scary movie. Um, Do you have thoughts on that? Oh my god, I have so many thoughts on that. I am not there yet, but I cannot fucking wait to get there. Uh, I hope um, you get there I still too. get really, 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 really scared. Um, I mean, I think, so my friend and I were having this conversation, and I was saying that, like, I think part of it is that I do just have, like, a crazy overreact- overactive imagination. So I think that it's even separate from religion. I just, like, I get in my head, and I just, like, create crazy scenarios quite often. That makes me sound like I'm mental, but I mean, like, after, <laughs> like, watching scary movies, I kind of just, like, immediately put myself in that situation, like, oh, my God, that's going to happen to me, blah, 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 but, like, if it's especially to do with any type of, like, like, possession or ghost story or anything like that, like, I am terrified for days, and, like, I just Aww. can't, I still, and even though I tell myself, like, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, like... I still get really scared, so I'm actually excited for that day when I can be at the point that you're at where I can watch those movies, because, like, honestly, like, I, I think that those movies are really exciting, and I love watching them because they're fun. Yeah. But I am scared for, like, day, and I can't sleep for, like, at least three days after. Like, uh, I'm just, like, so scared. Yeah, and I, I hate that, and I know that feeling, and I know that it is from religion and religious society that has made us feel like that about those types of movies um and it's not it's not easy to overcome but I yeah I hope it happens for you soon and for anyone else listening if it happens to you yeah because it sucks I know that feeling it's so and I'm like so scared like oh yeah it's bad like if I watch those type of movies like I have to have someone sleeping with me that night or like I just can't like and even then, I'll be, like, wide awake the whole time that they're asleep. In fact, oh, I can say this is a few stories because you guys, listen us. If you've listened to our other episodes, you know my friend Alistair. And, like, anyways, he and I, like, we love scary stuff, but we get so scared. And, like, he's not <laughs> religious either at all. But, like, but he, but that's the difference, Katie, is the kind of what you're talking about. Like, he gets, like, excited scared. And, Allie, if you're listening, like, which I know you will be. <laughs> Um, so he and I traveled to like, like Romania and Transylvania last, uh, Halloween. And there, I was so fucking scared every day of that trip. Like I didn't sleep one night because I thought that every one of our hotels or Airbnbs were like haunted and that they were ghosts. And so like, I was wide awake every night. I made Alistair share a twin size bed with me because I was so fucking scared. And he would like he would also say he was scared, but he would fall asleep really quickly and I'd be like, Wake up like I'm so scared like the whole night I'm just waiting for it to become day like daylight. And then like we also we went to Savannah on a trip and if you guys know, like Savannah's one of the most haunted I'm doing air quotes, like haunted cities in the States and so like they have a ghost tour, and they have, like, all of these scary things. Oh, and, cool. again, he was, like, pretending to be scared, but then I guess that's the difference because he didn't have, like, a, a religious upbringing. Like, it's more of, like, scared as being, like, excited or, like, it's new and it's fun. Yeah. Whereas for me, it was, like, terrifying. Oh, like, I didn't sleep at all in Savannah either. And, like, one night he, like, passed out, and I was, like, so scared. Like, I was so tense the whole night, like, basically, like, curled up beside him, like, constantly being, like, just wake up. I'm so scared. Like, (laughs) 
And he was just, like, pass the fuck out, you know? And I, I think that's the difference, yeah, is that, like, there's this element. And Karen, if you're listening, which you always do, hey <laughs> it's the same thing when she she went with us to Romania. And, like, it was, like, fun scared. Like, they were both kind of like, oh, it's, like, fun. But, like, they're, you know, she wasn't really that scared. But Allie was. But for me, I was, like, literally so terrified because I still thought that that stuff was true. And, like... I couldn't sleep. I was so scared, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. So I think that's the difference. Like, when you grow up in a religion that teaches you that, there's, like, being scared, and then there's being, like, religious scared, you know? Exactly. Like, where it's not really fun and exciting. It's, like, you don't sleep for days, and you're, like, terrified. Yeah. You know? And that goes beyond that. Yeah, that's just harmful at that point because yeah. you can't enjoy your life or live your life normally because you're so terrified because you actually think these things are real, whereas... Yeah, just being entertained and being spooked, it, that's much different than letting it literally affect how you live your life. So, yeah. That's a good way of saying it, being spooked versus being terrified. Yep. Like, those are two different things, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or also, like, I don't know, Katie, if you heard these stories, but, like, okay, so listeners, let me just tell you a little story. So... Mormons also, and I don't know, maybe you never heard this growing up, Katie, but, like, my, one of my brothers served a mission in Costa Rica, and I remember him telling me, like, these stories of, like, missionaries getting possessed, and he, like, saw it and, like, witnessed it and was, like, so scared and blah, 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 and, like, that shit still, like, haunts me, and then, like, I had a a church friend who told me, like, a church family friend who told me growing up that, like, her brother one time, okay, so listeners, background, you, as a Mormon, you're not allowed to watch radar movies, which for non-Americans who are a lot of my friends listening, like, rated R is equivalent to, like, level 18, so, like, the highest level of, like, movie, like, rating in movies, and we're not allowed, like, Mormons aren't allowed to watch those, and blah, 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 and then they would always say, like, if you watch them, you're, like, letting the devil into your life. <laughs> yep, they and, 100% like, say that, yep. <laughs> yep, like, literally, and if you watch it at night, and that's, like, a double whammy. Yeah, they're, like, like, you're opening the door, and this is the devil's time, and you're watching the yeah, devil's content. Yeah. the holy ghost goes to bed at, at midnight, everyone. <laughs> yep. So he can't protect you after midnight. So, so my friend growing up, she told me that, like, her brother watched, like, these radar movies at night, and when he went to sleep, like, he felt like he couldn't, like, breathe, that someone was, like, sitting on top of him, and he swore it was, like, this evil spirit, and, like, see, I'm getting scared just telling this story, because I'm clearly not over this shit yet, but anyways, basically, like, hit her brother was like, yeah, and that's when I, like realized that it was like satan or like an evil spirit and like it like was trying to possess me because i was watching radar movies and like that freaked me the fuck out so much that i would like never ever watch like a radar movie and especially not at night and especially not a scary one because i was like this is going to happen to me like yeah this is about to happen yeah and so I, I don't know i don't know if you heard these stories but i have like multiple mormon yes. stories like possessions and i've stuff. definitely heard those especially about the scary movie thing and about letting evil spirits into your home and, and you know you're opening yourself up and whatever being susceptible um, definitely heard those, and it kind of makes me mad that they're, they're so perpetuated, because then I think it just makes other people tell those stories, and it seems to give them credibility when it's like, so what you were just describing with the, the, your friend's brother who, he felt like someone was sitting on his chest, that's uh-huh. called, um, sleep paralysis, I don't know if you've heard of it, but... It's really oh, common. Yeah. yeah, and it's really common, and a lot of people associate it. You know, you you have a hard time. You can't move your arms or your legs. A lot of times you feel like there's a weight on you. But in, since our culture has decided that we think that a possession is a normal, everyday occurrence, people just assign that to it. But it's actually something that has, you know, been studied and it's it's something that actually happens to you physically but it's easy to get those confused when you've just watched a scary movie you've been told your whole life that demons can like possess you or haunt you and then you you connect the two 
Um, and then everyone tells these stories over and over and over, and it becomes this accumulation of, it kind of builds up this idea that's not even real. But I totally know what you mean. I, I, I remember I was hanging out with some friends, and we were going to watch a movie. It was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, and one of the friends started freaking out before we even put the movie on and said, you know what happens when we watch those movies. You know what I see and you know what happens to me. What? And just they were blaming. Um, they had some very it was a really I don't know if it was a um, obscure version of epilepsy or something, but they would have seizures sometimes and they thought that after they after a roommate would watch a scary movie that it would affect them and they would have a seizure um and they correlated the two even though i don't know how you could even do that but anyway i yeah (laughs) long story short is that i know exactly what you're talking about with those stories so it makes you even more scared because you hear it all around you so you're like oh so and so it happened to so and so it must be real (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I I also, like, okay, so I heard this one story growing up that, like, really freaked me the fuck out. But it was, like, someone close to my family was, like, telling me this story about how, like, they just had a baby and, like, the baby was in the room in the carriage and, like, or not in the carriage. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm not from the 18th centuries. Like, for, <laughs> the, it was in the... The crib. <laughs> A crib, that's what it's called. Fucking hell. Um, that it was, like, in the crib, and then, like, the husband woke up in the middle of the night to seeing this, like, shadow, like, trying to, like, take the baby and, like, possess it, and was, like, um, like, basically saying that, like, they wanted the baby, and it was, like, an evil spirit trying to, like, possess and take the baby, and then, like, the mom woke up and was, like, oh, my God, you have to use your priesthood power and, like, oh my forsake God. him. Yeah, and, like, so listeners, like, the Mormons have this, like, I know, right? It's, like, some type of, like, what is it where they say, like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I yeah, I, I compel you to leave or some shit like that? By the power of the priesthood which I hold, I, I ask this evil spirit to leave or whatever. Yeah. Something like that that they say. And, again, how sexist because only a priesthood power can yeah. can do that. So, like, if a woman's alone, she's just, like, fucking shit out of luck because, <laughs> like, she doesn't get to say it, you know? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. just screwed. But, yeah, and then, like, so apparently they, like, say, like, he says this, this, like, husband and has the priesthood power and he says it. And then the spirit is, like, talking, the shadow spirit is, like, still talking to him and then, like, eventually like because he says like the priesthood thing it like has to leave and i don't know like question story did anyone else was anyone else in the room when this was happening nope it was just the husband and wife who were mormon Uh, i i don't know i mean i i don't want to be that dickhead that's like i just don't buy it but i don't buy it Well, I mean, I, I think people just exaggerate things and things sound nice. And maybe they really did think they saw something or they felt scared by something. But, I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, sometimes I feel like you got to call, like, bullshit on some people's, some people's uh, bullshit. Oh, <laughs> to I put it eloquently, agree. yes. <laughs> but, and I also have a feeling, like, this, this the husband is, like, kind of known for being, like, quite the exaggerator you know yeah yeah so I'm sure he like made this up and then the wife like he like the wife really didn't experience it but like he convinced her that like it happened and yeah it's like a good story to tell your kids to be like and that's why you don't leave the church that's why we have the priesthood power and we're protected (laughs) exactly you know (laughs) it's a good little story to tell it creates this idea of fear and like yeah yeah yeah, I but mean, yeah, but when I first heard it, I was like, ah, like I was so terrified, like yeah. I was so scared. Yeah, like anytime I saw a shadow, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and understandably so. You know, you're being told this by people you trust, and a lot of people that you are around all the time believe that it's true, and so it's difficult to not let it affect you. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on an hour, so maybe we should wrap up. I don't know if you... Wrap it up. Um, I have an announcement. Okay. 
if anyone would like to attend my Halloween party, I'm having one on Saturday. So. Halloween party! <laughs> or if listeners, anyone has an idea for a costume for me, that would be greatly appreciated because I cannot fucking think of one. Sarah. And I'm like, shit, it's coming up in a week and I don't have an idea. So Sarah, you, know. you want to know what I'm like legitimately thinking of dressing up as for Halloween? What? A uh, sister missionary. Oh my god! <laughs> I was, oh shit! I would love to do that, but I don't have a badge. Like I feel like you have to have. Neither do I. I was thinking of trying to like get one or make one somehow. It wouldn't be like the actual plastic badge that they wear, but and I thought it would be funny to do like a slutty sister missionary, but. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'll have the guts because I'd want to take pictures and put it on my social media, and then I think my Mormon family members and friends would be quite offended. Girl, that's what I was just thinking about. I was like, "Ooh, I might take like Katie's idea and just do it in Germany and be like a slutty sister missionary." But then folks are going to post it on Facebook and Instagram, and then my yeah. friends will get so, and family would be so mortified. Yeah, that's the only thing uh, holding me back, too. <laughs> I know, man. Well, maybe we can think of some ideas and bounce off, because I really have nothing. Like, I always, I'm that person who goes to the cat every single year. <laughs> and Ali, I was just on the phone with him a while ago, and he was like, I fucking hate those bitches who go with cats every year and I was like that's me I do that and he's like I swear if anyone at your party is dressed as a cat I'm going to strangle them and I was like there will be murder at your party um yeah listeners send us ideas for costumes yeah tell us good ideas it'll be funny also if you have any of these crazy stories like we were kind of sharing about like what we heard growing up Mormons like send them because that shit like I get so like I get scared still I'm not like at Katie's level but I'm also really fascinated too yeah yeah they're like Mormon like spooky campfire stories you know like (laughs) yeah send away send away um and also before we leave just like a huge shout out and thank you to everyone who's been listening like we Katie and I were talking before recording and we have like 1,622 listens. Oh. Guys, that is fucking amazing, and we could not do this without you. So it's thank incredible. You, thank you, thank you. It's incredible. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. And we have, like, 400 followers on Instagram. I That's know. Amazing. Shout out, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Like, you're the best. We really... Like, honestly, I know I sound like I'm, like, being fake right now. You're the best. You're going to But really, we do mean it. And it's, like, great to have your support and for you guys to listen. And, um, yeah, it's motivating and inspiring and helps us keep doing what we're doing. So, yes, it's thank wonderful. You. Yes, thank you. And uh, have a lovely Halloween if we don't. We'll, we'll, we'll be recording next week, but you know, whatever. I just want to say happy Halloween. Happy Halloween month. October is, you know, Halloween month. I know. It's so funny. Eat lots of pumpkin shit. Ooh, pumpkin All the cookies. pumpkin things. You know, I'm doing my PSL up, and I don't even care if people call me a basic bitch. I am PSL all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.